Hello, welcome to the True Pit Podcast, episode one. Um, I'm your quote-unquote host, Harvey. Um, I write the blog for the True Pit, and I also play bass in the band Misery. Um, I tend to ramble on quite a bit, so I thought it'd be a fucking great idea to do a podcast. Um, so just to accompany my writing, and uh, for episode one, I asked you guys to send in what questions you have for me. Um, so it's going to be really narcissistic, and I'm just going to talk about myself for an hour. No, I'm just kidding. We're going to going to answer your questions one by one, which is good. Okay, so first question is from AJ from the band Darkest Days, uh, who you should definitely check out. It's fucking like modern day deathcore, genty bollocks it's fucking fantastic and uh, looking forward to gigging with them on june the 7th with uh, my boys in lotus here uh in uh, bedford esquires which will be a good time okay so aj's question was uh, what do you do outside of music i'm always interested to know what people do outside their bands and shit like day jobs and other usual hobbies that they may have but that's just because i'm fucking nosy um <laughs> uh, fair play so um outside of music um, although that takes up a huge fucking chunk of my time. Um, I uh, unfortunately work at Costa as a barista. Um, so yeah, making coffee for posh people, that's a, a bad time. No, it's, it's alright. It uh, gives me time to, uh, you know, they're very nice people I work with. Um, they give me a lot of time off so I can do uh, stuff like bands and writing and um, to pursue things I really enjoy. Um, so yeah, that's what I do uh, to make money. Um, I also design artwork for bands. Um, sort of a pastime, just earn a bit more cash on the side. Um, as many musicians will know, you've got to make a bit of cash on the side um, from learning to do other things. So uh, yeah, that's what I tend to do there. Um, and that's with my uh, page and socials of Lake Designs Co. Um, yeah, fairly cheap rates. I could do myself a little plug here, can't I? Uh, <laughs> Um, yeah, fairly cheap rates. Um, I tend to avoid logo work if I can, but um, yeah, just singles, uh, LPs, all, all that good stuff. I'll, um, yeah, if you're in a band and you're looking for some cheap artwork and you know for good turnaround time, and you know I'm your guy. Up uh, late designs go. Um, outside of music, pretty much takes up all fucking chunk of my time. Um, not big on gaming, so it's li- literally like when I get home from work, I'm you're playing guitar, drums, bass, you know. Uh, so quite watch TV, a lot of TV. I mean, Game of Thrones has just finished. Fucking hell! Just watched the last episode today, and that's fucked with me completely. But um, yeah, really enjoyed it, and that sort of stuff. Right, that's enough about that. Um, next question is from my pal Nick, um, and he's uh, he writes music and uh, performs in his solo thing, Furin, or Furin, uh, depending on your sexual orientation. Uh, he's asking the current state of rock slash metal industry tips on how to build your audience and uh, to get special guests um, most of my guests are special because most of the people I know are special because I love you all uh, even if uh, you are a bit special in another way um, so uh, the question he's asking and I should probably answer it um, he's asked for the current state of rock and metal industry this is a tricky one um, there's really good good and bad changes to what's going on at the minute um, you know with the internet things have definitely uh, taken a turn for the worse for profiting off actually selling music and people actually like having to buy and listening um, but you know that's fairly obvious now that 
nowadays you just need to take advantage of what you have and that's uh, streaming numbers um, getting on those Spotify playlists um, yeah just taking taking real advantage of what's left you know you got to accept the fact that you know you're only going to make money off of music you know um, outside of uh, uh, obscure genres like rock and metal you know um, most of us will know that we're in rock and metal because we love it and we've grown up with it and so uh, we've got a strict emotional attachment to it you know if we wanted to go make fucking money you could you know just make make boring shit and you could be in the top 50 for what like a week and everybody fucking forgets about you like next week you know if you want to do that then fucking great you know um but you know uh, it's really important in today's industry to support um, bands that you're in the same genre with because uh, you know they need as just much as much support as you do um, and it's really important to do that and you know uh, there's a real camaraderie there and it's uh, just just nice uh, to be a part of a team that's associated with that genre really and you know that's that's the current state of uh, rock metal industry um, very heavily criticised. Um, I guess again with the internet, everyone can voice their opinion in black and white. Things can be taken out of context. Just taking a sip of a um, yeah, we'll call it a coke. Yeah, that's what I'm taking a sip of. Um, and yeah, um, it's very easy to take sides on certain things. Um, I'm fairly open-minded to all, all, all heavy music. You know, if I, if I don't like a band, I'm not gonna criticize it or get mad about them when they you know headline bloodstock for instance i thought that was a fucking stupid thing i love parkway drive um i love all the headliners of bloodstock this year and i'm very looking forward to it but that's just guess i'm because i'm just a bit more open-minded um there's a lot of people um that claim they support heavy music and tend to get a bit wound up a bit too easily over silly things like I don't listen to that band therefore i don't like them and therefore you shouldn't like them either i think that's a load of crap so yeah, it's a, it's a messy old state at the minute, but the important thing is to take out what I've just been rambling on about, is uh, to uh, take advantage of what we have left um, and use that to uh, create a new industry. Um, you know, support, love, uh, you know, buy merch. That's a, that's a big thing to do, um, especially if your merch is fucking sick. So, yeah, get some of those threads. Um, yeah, that's enough for that one. Um, next, I've got from my pal Joe, Joe Humphreys. Shout out to that guy because me and him have suffered in the same shitty band. Um, glad we're both out of that. Um, he's asking, uh, Harvey, what's your favourite underground and unsigned band releases so far this year? Uh, I mean, it's not unsigned, but I think if I went for the underground release, for sure stoked with Venom Prison's Samsara. That was a that was a dope release. Samsara or was it Samara? Pretty sure it was Samsara. That's embarrassing. Um, uh, yeah, really stoked with that. Um, I thought it was a good match up to the first record, Animus. Um, for those of you who don't know, Venom Prison, it's sort of like death metal, uh, you know, death extreme, blast beaty, and then breakdowny. Uh, female front as well, which is really cool. Uh, with with your girl Larissa. Um, yeah, they do a fantastic job, and uh, I think uh, Samsara was a, a really fucking good record. I think they changed up their pace a bit. Um, it wasn't just, you know, straight madness all the time, a bit more melodic. Um, I think uh, Ash's guitar work was just fantastic, and um, yeah, I, I'm glad they didn't uh, get any better in production. It's just the same sloppy shit, and I fucking love it. Um, unsigned-wise, 
Um, they, I think they've recently been signed to Hopeless, but um, when I used to be a promoter, I put on a band called Lotus Eater um, from Scotland. Shout out to your boys. Um, uh, they're signed now, but uh, definitely were, you know, uh, the st- still one of my favorite bands. Um, but, uh, were, you know, when I saw them for the first time putting them on, I was just like, fuck, these guys are going to get snatched up by a label ASAP. But, uh, yeah, they were, they're definitely one of my fucking favorite uh, underground bands. They're just doing something completely different out of the norm. Uh, beautiful, uh, beautiful music. Uh, really just really dark and from the heart and very uh, atmospheric and uh, yeah ethereal at times you know so it's good shit and uh, you guys should definitely go check it look can't speak today definitely go and check out their new EP Social Hazard um, it's got some absolute bangers on there uh, it's like a it's like new metal uh, metal corey genty it's fucking bonkers it's a mix of everything and that's what I tend to enjoy um, next question is my boy Matt Judd from Visionist. Um, he's yeah, just an all-round lovely chap, and he's asking, what can people do to support music most effectively, mainly with smaller bands? Again, going into that kind of thing uh, with when you're in a small band, I think you can appreciate other small bands need exactly the same amount of help as you. Um, I, th- I think nobody's really expecting you to buy their music anymore. Um, well, I can't speak for everyone, but I'm not expecting people to buy my music. Um, but I, you know, uh, merch is uh, a great thing. You know, even if you know it's usually uh, print them for what uh, just under a tenner, and if you sell them off tenner, it's maybe three quid profit or something. But it does add up. It does help. It's a really good way to um, support them financially like that. But it's also a good way, you know, if they if they got their designs right and they got sick threads. Um, really good way to get their name out to uh, you know whoever else sees your t-shirt, um, hoodie, uh, cap, whatever. It's uh, I think merch is a fucking fantastic way of uh, you know sharing your mates' bands and all that good stuff. Uh, speaking of sharing, uh, you know online social media, I think that's a really really good way um, of uh, supporting. Uh, lesser known bands or your mates bands or whatever um, even if they're a bit shit you know with help <laughs> shouldn't say that really um, yeah, with a little bit of help um, they might get better so you never know um, but it's, it's just important to you know be friends with everyone um, you know do what you can for them uh, you know so and Matt's a perfect example of that that dude's done more for me than um, I can ever ask of him so uh, yeah Matt's definitely one to go to uh, sick producer as well um, so next question is uh, another Matt um, it's Matt from Break 50 um, it's an old bandmate of mine I used to do drum and write music for Break 50 uh, you can check out their new single Gods um, which I co-wrote with them in the early stages um, on Spotify now, I think that's done. I think that's just gone over 10k or something. Listens, that's uh, that's good shit for them. Um, yeah, and he's asking, what do you think about the revenue on Spotify? Um, again, going back to that sort of uh, my personal views on it, um, I just don't give a shit about that anymore. Because the more you give a shit about not having money from uh, Spotify, you know, if you do, if you don't want you know the 0.0000 pence um you get paid to put uh, have your music put on spotify just don't fucking put it on spotify and you miss out on the listens you know spotify is there for 
people to explore and discover new music. They pay what nine ninety nine a month, so they can listen to unlimited music. And if you want to miss out on that, that's fine. Um, if you're stingy about people buying your music, but it just means uh, less people are gonna listen to your music, and that sucks. Um, uh, so I think that's just been and gone now. There's no going back from streaming or Spotify. You know, Spotify, Deezer, SoundCloud, or whatever. You know, it's 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 a tricky one, but you know, there's there's just no more money in that. You know, there's no going back from that, and they're not all just going to disappear one day. Um, you just need to, you know, just accept it and move on, or take your music music off Spotify. I mean, was it Taylor Swift did that a while ago? She was mad about it, and then you know, fucking year later wax it back on she realized nobody's buying her fucking albums or listening to her music anyway because it's shit so um yeah so next i've got a question from dan from the band paste um what's the most crazy hardcore dance routine you've ever witnessed okay um <laughs> for the right i mean it's is this is gonna this is gonna do me some bad but um people that know me well know me uh know my opinion on uh uh, the hardcore scene uh, or the current state of it um, <laughs> uh, yeah it's um, I think there's some cracking bands out there um, you know I'm in the hardcore scene myself with my band Misery um, but it's a bit more on the punk hardcore side of things um, but you know just sometimes when I've been to go see bands and you know um, uh, especially when I put used to band used to put bands on and certain people would get out of control with the whole hardcore dancing thing um, to a point where you know uh, people weren't enjoying themselves or coming over to me and telling me uh, like I'll just go fully in into, into the story we put on a I think it was our first show um, and uh, as a promoter and uh, it was in Bedford and uh, we had loads of our mates bands playing it was like a mixed lineup so it wasn't a hardcore lineup it was all metal um, all heavy music and uh, these uh, it was members from a band that came in, and it was for and uh, the the weren't playing, and they just started flaying around, like kicking people's drinks out of their hand, like purposely going into them, like going and like whacking their arms at security guards, and then they got really pissed off while they got fucking kicked out of the gig. Um, but yeah, then their band uh, uh, disbanded anyway. So you know, says says it all really. Um, I think hardcore dance is great if everyone's, you know, getting involved, uh, having a good time and, you know, uh, you know, picking each other up and kind of thing. And, you know, like if you're going to go into that, you know what, what, what it is, you know, you're going to get hit, you're going to get kicked and, you know, that's fine. Um, I just think there's a time and place for it. Um, and it's important to acknowledge when people aren't feeling that. Um, same goes for moshing, really, but I just guess, you know, moshing's, you know, a bit more like bumper carts, whereas, you know, hardcore dancing is more like, foot to the face kind of shit <laughs> um so yeah the, i think the craziest one i've seen uh would be those two pricks uh dancing around uh in that venue uh punching and kicking people because uh, you know that gives them an excuse to do that sort of thing um but yeah i just i just love the fucking two-step i just i think it's amazing it's magical i love watching it <laughs> it just makes me smile <laughs> Um, right, next question is uh, from my boy Tommy Corbridge. Um, uh, again, amazing guitarist, uh, really good producer. Um, he's been in some great bands um, over the years, and I'm looking forward to seeing what he's doing next. Um, he's, it's not really a question, he's just put Harvey X downbeat collaboration incoming. 
how the fuck did I not see this question coming? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I love the downbeat. I uh, love Craig, love what he does. Um, yeah, he's uh, he sort of uh, opened it up for a lot less uh, serious podcast to get going. Um, you know, I mean, fuck, like... Um, yeah, it's just... Yeah, you know, it is what it is. Um, you know, uh, podcasts are, you know, a big thing. Um, you can listen to this podcast if you haven't uh, given up on it already. Um, I think Downbeat's great. Shout out to the Downbeat um, if you're a drummer or just into sort of heavy music um, and uh, listening to a really funny guy uh, talk to a lot of uh, really interesting people. Um, it's a really good listen and shout out to them. Um, although he's probably going to hate this podcast, but that's fine. Um, and if you do listen to it, Craig, cheers. Um, got your t-shirt, fam. Um, next question is Ant from Day Shifter, my boy. Um, Day Shifter, a band Misery went on tour with. Uh, we did like a little weekend together. They're from Newcastle. We're from Oxford. So very, very different backgrounds. Did a weekend with them. They're fucking sick. Check out Day Shifter if you can. Um, Ant's your boy. And he's just simply asked her tour tips. Um, depends who you're touring with, really. Uh, when I was touring with Day Shifter, I learned to wear two pairs of pants because, you know, never know when uh, one of them's going to come up um, and uh, grab you there. Uh, that was an interesting weekend. Um, <laughs> probably shouldn't have said that. Oh, well. Um, yeah, tour tips. Um, eat shit, drink shit. Um, don't turn up to sound check. Um, you know, it's just all screaming anyway, isn't it? Um, yeah, I'm not going to give the serious tour tips. Why the fuck would I do that? I don't know serious tour tips. I just get in the van, get drunk, turn up to the venue. Play. I'm only playing bass at the minute. Why don't you give us a fuck about the bassist, you know? Um, last question is uh, from Will. Uh, Will Hodgson. He's a. He's more like a R and B trap kind of thing. So totally not my genre. But he's asked, uh, do you think streaming will help or hurt the future of metal? It has helped R and B. Do you think it will be the same for metal? Uh, I think. You, I think splitting it by genres. Just uh, uh, if, I think if you look at the bigger picture, um, streaming um, has obviously hurt financially a lot of artists, you know, um, but it has also benefited them fucking greatly. Like um, uh, you say, you know, getting on the Spotify place is a, is a big part of uh, you know getting your band noticed or you know your solo stuff or, or beats, whatever you make. Um, it's uh, I th I th you know, I love Spotify. I use it myself. Um, used to hate it. Um, used to just sort of go on iTunes and buy music, and then I realised got no fucking money. Um, if you got the money, um, by all means, buy music. I think it's a great way to support bands. But um, in terms of streaming, financially, it's definitely hurting any genre. Um, but uh, well, financially, obviously, um, financially hurting any genre. Um, but you know, for stuff especially like you know trap and R&B. I mean, if you look at Post Malone, for example, I mean, that's like the uh, go to for me. <laughs> People are like, oh, do you listen to anything except Mel? Uh, yeah, yeah, Post Malone. Um, <laughs> um, but if you look on his Spotify, you know, it's just he's got more listens than the Beatles, and you know, I, d I don't even need to say any any more than that. That's just fucking massive. That is an, an absurd amount of people. Um, he's literally got billions, billions of people have listened to it billions of times on one track, and that's just, that's just fucking mind blowing. And you know, that's making him in a, that's 
that's when you make money off streams. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that that's that's that. Um, but it's a really good way for you know artists like him to get his music listened to, uh, you know, everywhere. Um, and I think it goes to show for a lot of metal bands as well. Um, you know, it's a really good way, you know, making playlists and adding bands you like and stuff. And then, you know, Spotify obviously do that themselves. Um, you know, you can just search for a genre and they've got playlists already made for you. Um, I listen to one called Death Metal and Beyond. And that gets me into some really fucking weird shit that I've never heard of. What I would, would have never heard of. Um, if I'd just been on iTunes or popped into a HMV, you know, I'm not going to fucking go buy that CD to just to listen to the music. That's like 12 tracks. It could be absolute shite, and then I like one song, but that one song comes up, and then I'm like, right, I want to I wanna listen to this band. It happened recently with a um, a band called uh, Winter Filleth. Um, it's like a black metal band uh, from somewhere. I think they might be UK-based. Um, but, uh, yeah, they, they came up, and I realized that I'd actually seen them live at uh, Bloodstock, and that was a... Yeah, that was an okay time. I think it's weird when you have black metal on stage, um, like on a, like a festival stage, it kind of takes the atmosphere away from it. Um, but yeah, no, just, that's just using that as an example, um, just to uh, sort of get it out there, really. Um, put your music on Spotify, put it on Deezer, put it on SoundCloud. Uh, really can't remember what other streaming services there are. But I think it's a fantastic way just to, just to get your creativity uh, noticed. Um, and you know, to, for people uh, that do pay that fee um, monthly or you know yearly, whatever plan you are, they're, they're they're listening to your song instantly by the click of a finger. You know, they're not having to put any passcode or you know not having to put their credit card number in. It's uh, I think it's a fantastic way um, uh, to for you know smaller bands or smaller artists to get bigger. And I think um, yeah, I think it's, as you say, well, it has helped R&B. Um, I think it has been the same for metal um, for, for a long time, you know, it's, 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 you can see it, you know, it's, um, I've been listening to metal since I was like, I think, I think around seven or eight years old, um, and you know, the, there's like the big bands like, you know, Iron Maiden, Metallica, just, yeah, I'll go buy that CD, yeah, and now it's like, who the fuck wants to listen to that or buy their music, <laughs> you know, if it comes on, a but it's, it's, it's great, but. It's now it's like all the rage, but you know, Holy Raw, um, they're just putting out so many good bands. Um, people are listening to it on these streaming sites and then going out and buying hard copies of it just because they love it so much. Um, a good example of this is Condra, and they've just fucking smashed it, and they're just going to get bigger and bigger and bigger, and I'm looking forward to their next release. And if you haven't checked out Condra, check out that album Maya. Um, it's available everywhere, including Spotify. So, <laughs> um, yeah, go check it out. Um, that is all the questions for today. Um, next episode, I'll be getting a guest on. Um, I think what we're going to have next is AJ from Darkest Days. He's going to come down uh, to mine, and we're just going to have a chat about a few things. Um, I offered him a beer, but he doesn't drink, so he's a better man than I already, and that'll be an interesting conversation. Um, thanks for listening, and if it's shit, uh, do tell me, um, and I'll stop. Cheers. <laughs>